This is Ann White, President of Lilly Oncology here at ESMO 2019. And would you like to talk about some of the research that's been presented focusing on breast cancer? Yes, it's been an incredibly exciting ESMO for breast cancer with a lot of new advances. Uh, Lily here is sharing a couple of one, a couple of uh, new uh, data releases that I think are particularly exciting to the breast cancer population, uh, for breast cancer patients particularly. And that is, uh, this afternoon we'll be sharing the um, overall survival results for our Monarch 2 study. So this was the study of Verzenio in combination with Fulvestrant. And so it's an incredibly important population and many, many women receive fulvestrin as part of their treatment. And so we're gonna be sharing the fact that we now have a survival benefit for those women, that women will live longer when treated with Verzenio as a result of uh, the data that we'll be sharing in this study. It's actually about nine and a half months longer than the fulvestrin arm. So the reason that we're so excited about that is we've heard from breast cancer patients repeatedly that survival is the most important outcome for them. The fact is they want to live longer, to uh, be with their families, to see their kids graduate from high school, to see their first grandchild get born. And so that's where survival matters, because survival is really the gold standard of cancer care, is that you get to live longer and live a high quality life, enjoying the moments that matter and just having more moments with your family. So when we saw that data, when we saw that we were able to actually extend survival, um, we were just thrilled, and, and I think that's really um, what motivates our, our cancer researchers is that kind of really important outcome that makes such a difference in people's lives. And I'm going to ask you to yeah. explain just a little bit, this yeah. data was overall survival because Fresenia was approved based on progression-free survival. So not everybody understands the differences between those two. So if you wouldn't mind talking just a little bit about that. Yes, yes. That is correct in that Verzenia was originally approved based on progression-free survival as the, the other uh, CDK46s were. And so this is really a measure of the time to a patient when they progress and then have to move on to another treatment. Um, so their cancer has progressed to the point that the doctors decided to treat them with something else. Uh, but survival essentially is, is a longer-term outcome. Patients in this study may have received other treatments after Verzenio, but then we measure the entire time that they've lived until unfortunately that they've, they've passed away. And I think what's so neat about this study is the fact that because breast cancer patients do have good treatments even after CDK4-6s, but yet we still are able to demonstrate a survival benefit. We really mean that, we really feel that this means that we have a robust result because it's hard to show survival benefit when patients have gotten other treatments. That can complicate the results. It can sometimes make studies uh, not significant. But the fact that we were able to demonstrate significance, I think really reinforces that Rosenio itself adds a benefit. So that's why we were so excited. Great. Now, were there any other um, highlights in breast cancer research here that you noted? Yes. So another one that we were able to share from Lily was the results on the HER2 positive population. So this is an area that unfortunately there haven't been as many advances for women. And so we were able to share uh, the data yesterday in the first randomized controlled trial of bemocyclib or Rosenio adding benefits to those patients. So we had uh, nearly a three times improvement in their response rate uh, for, the, for that trial. So it shows that um, it truly is an option versus chemotherapy because the trial was basically versus chemotherapy. Uh, Albemma and Fulvestrin uh, plus trastuzumab, 
versus just having chemotherapy. And what we've heard from women repeatedly is they'd really like to delay the time to chemotherapy as much as possible. Um, that's obviously a different uh, set of quality of life challenges that you face. And so we're, I think the clinicians on our team were most excited because they got to see uh, that result and said this is just another opportunity to help delay that time to chemotherapy and give women a high quality of life while they're taking this medicine. So good results on progression for your survival and really fantastic results on response rates. So we'll continue to follow those patients for survival. That outcome will come later. But again, the first of these uh, major trials to read out in her two positive. So we're very excited about what's next for that. Great. Anything yep. else that really stood out to you? Well, there's another one that, um, that I think is a first in a, a CDK46 class, which is we also had a, a, in a predominantly Chinese population, we had a phase three readout um, that was highly significant uh, in terms of progression pre survival and response rate in, in the Chinese population. So this was the basis for a submission that we'll be putting in for China to support a registration for uh, women with metastatic breast cancer in China. And so the first study done in an almost entirely Chinese population, really to make sure that we saw a robust response in that uh, group. And so that was also exciting to see with very strong hazard ratios, which indicate the strength of the response was very good. Um, so again, a lot of great answers for women with breast cancer. And, and we'll see even other uh, molecules reading out at this uh, meeting, uh, furthering the field. And uh, so, you know, it's really a, an exciting time when you look at the advances that we continue to make in translating science into, into solutions for patients. And that's really the theme, I think, here at ESMO, is to take that breaking science, but then make sure it actually turns into results that patients can interpret and their physicians can use to make treatment decisions. I think there's been a number of those at this meeting, so, uh, so it is exciting. The FDA recently updated or asked all the companies make CDK46 inhibitors to update the labeling about lung inflammation. And we got a lot of questions on our website. Oh, what does this mean? I'm kind of scared. Does this mean I'm going to get pneumonia or something horrible? And from the researchers I've talked to, it sounds like it's very rare, but if you could talk to them. Yeah, so one thing we do constantly uh, following the launch of drugs is follow them to uh, ensure that we're understanding any safety signals that we see, and, and we and other manufacturers do this on all our products. And so as we've been launching the, the product, we and other uh, CDK46 uh, manufacturers uh, have noticed uh, some incidents, just very few, of interstitial lung disease or pneumonitis. And so we've been tracking these closely. And again, the incidence is very rare, but importantly, uh, it's a, um, an adverse event that if identified early, can really be managed very, very carefully and thoughtfully and, and not turn into a significant issue for the patients. So even though it's rare, what we, we and the other uh, CDK46 manufacturers agreed with the FDA is that we would update our labels to make sure that physicians were really well informed that this, this rare event could happen, and most importantly so that they watch for any early signs and signals that patients are having any um, um, difficulty breathing or uh, concerns of that nature, and they should mention that to their physician immediately, um, get screened to make sure that that doesn't turn into something more serious, because this is something that if well informed, physicians can make sure does not turn into a, a challenging situation. So that's why we were enthusiastic to support and making sure that we got the word out um, that this can happen in a, in a small number of patients. Um, and so the, the FDA updated all of the labels on this just recently, uh, which is a good move because then we make sure that patients are well informed. 
they should certainly ask the doctor if they have any concerns. One of the things that I think is exciting about the Monarch 2 data, so this is Bersenio in combination with uh, Fulvestrin, is the results that we've seen in patients that have a poorer prognosis. So one such group of patients are those that uh, following surgery, they're being treated with an endocrine therapy, but then they've had a relapse or they've progressed. And there's the, another group of patients who are diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, treated with an aromatase inhibitor, for example, but then also they progress. So these are patients that have more aggressive disease overall. And what we saw in Monarch 2 was a very robust response in these patients with a survival benefit for them that was, again, with a very positive hazard ratio, a very positive response rate and progression-free survival. But importantly, again, that overall survival benefit. They lived longer compared to the patients on Fulvestrin alone. And, uh, and this is a group of patients that uh, I just find it very motivating to offer answers to because there haven't been other uh, CDK4-6 inhibitors that have been able to offer that kind of um, response and survival benefit in those patients who are likely to do worse. A similar group that uh, Verzenio has also demonstrated survival benefits now in this study were patients that have visceral disease, so patients where that um, uh, cancer has metastasized to the liver uh, or other places in the body. And so again, we saw a really robust survival benefit uh, compared to Fulvestrin in those patients as well. So, and these were all predefined um, subgroups that we were looking at. So you have to define which areas you're gonna look at before you start the study uh, to make sure that uh, that result is really robust. And so those were all uh, predefined. And then probably the one that uh, motivates me uh, as much is the delay to chemotherapy because having had family members with breast cancer and seeing them go through chemotherapy, it really does change your quality of life and what you can do and the freedom that you have to be with your family. And so we had a median time delayed to chemotherapy on the Bersenio arm of 50 months, five zero months, wow. until patients uh, needed to move on to chemotherapy. Uh, and that to me, uh, I have to say I got chills when I saw that result because I thought how, how wonderful it is to have that kind of quality time with your family. Whenever moment matters, to have a high quality moment where you can attend your family events and be with your with your, uh, your kids and your husband, partner. And so uh, I just I just thought it was really meaningful. And I, I think that my prediction is that breast cancer patients will find that pretty meaningful as well. I'm sure they will. And that was for overall, that wasn't just in those two specific populations you were talking about. Right, that result was overall, overall, that time delay to chemotherapy was in the overall population. This podcast is made possible by the generous support of Lilly Oncology.